Welcome to Prince Track by Track. Today, uh, we're going to be talking about The Question of You from Graffiti Bridge. Recorded first in July 1985 at the Washington Avenue Warehouse, um, and then re-recorded on the 28th of December 1985 at Sunset Sound as the song 12 Keys. And then in December, some saxophone was added to it. And then at Paisley Park in 1987, the song was re-recorded again. And then in March 1990, there were some strings added by Claire Fisher... And then finally, the song was recorded, uh, sorry, the song was released on the 20th of August, 1990. Uh, on the track, it is just Prince. So, I mean, I guess, <laughs> given all those different recording times, uh, there is kind of only one person who could be at all those different uh, recordings. Um, the track is 3 minutes 59, and joining me to talk about this is Alec Rayner. Hello, Alec. Hello. Um, if I'm trying to think of a genre for this song, um, I guess... Um, I don't know. I'm not sure what to call it. I mean, it's called. It's sort of like a ballad. Yeah. It kind of not not really. It's not like kind of soft. It's kind of a bit more harsh. I would say than what you would think of as a, a normal kind of ballad. The opening of it and it kind of it goes into the strings. It has like the makings of a ballad, but the way he's delivering the lines doesn't necessarily make it feel like a ballad. It's almost you know he's hitting some lines kind of hard, some kind of soft, and he goes to that little falsetto. <laughs> And um, I think it's a ballad of sorts that kind of just transforms into something bigger, especially um, with the, it, when it like stops and you hear that final drum before Prince like starts wailing on that guitar like, you know, he has to. Yeah. It's in his blood to do. Now, the lyrics themselves, there's not very much um, to the lyrics. <laughs> in fact, it's almost like a short poem when Prince, with the lyrics. So what is the, que- what is the answer to the question of you? Uh, what do I look for? What shall I do? Which way do I turn when I'm feeling lost? If I sell my soul, now what will it cost? Must I become naked, no image at all? Shall I remain upright or get down and crawl? All of the questions in my life will be answered when I decide the road to choose. What is the answer to the question of you? And <laughs> I mean, this, even though it's kind of very short in terms of lyrical content, um, you know, like you say, it does kind of open with that kind of... Um, is it like a whistle? Yeah, it's something like that, and the kind of the the bass with the you know the kind of with the kind of drum at the same time, and it is very kind of steady. Yeah, like we say, it it could be you know a, more of a kind of love ballad, but it's just a little bit kind of too. I mean, I don't want to say yeah. robotic because that sounds kind of odd, but it it is very kind of uh, regimented and very kind of like on the beat. So in the questions of you, I always like kind of imagined it. And saw it as a little bit of the foreshadowing of the Arabic influences that Prince started like putting more into his music during that period of the 90s. Like, especially that Emasculates on Seven is probably like the biggest example with like the little, yeah. the yeah. whistles and the, I don't know, the, just a feeling of it. I'm no expert on Arabic um, music, but it kind of felt like there was those influences in, especially he did have an obvious influence on Arabic music because if I remember, he opened. I think maybe the next tour he did with like this Arabic music at the beginning and it's known as like the Arabic intro or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand what you're saying because you, it's definitely there. The kind of, um, yeah, there is, a, I mean, you know, um, obviously, you know, once Maite joined the New Power Generation, there was a kind of influence there that, um, you know, certainly kind of sounded Middle Eastern. 
Um, and, and I can hear that in this song as well. Also, the, the kind of the drums uh, are almost kind of like a heartbeat. Yeah. The kind of bum, 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 bum. Like that feels kind of like a, like a heartbeat, um, you know, more than anything else. Um, you know, and within Graffiti Bridge, it, it kind of appears in like a dream sequence. Um, you know, there's like kind of Prince and Aura, like in an alleyway. <laughs> um, and there's not much of it in the film, uh, but there's like kind of rain coming down and they're kind of like in the kind of alleyway set that's within kind of Paisley Park. Uh, you know, where later on the lyrics to um, Still Will Stand All Time are kind of written in, in kind of purple paint. Um, and it's kind of it's only very briefly in the film, um, you know, um, and it, like it's weird because this is one of my favorite songs on Graffiti yes. Bridge. Same here. I always seem to remember it having more of a kind of placement in the film. But whenever I watch the film again, I'm always struck by the fact that it's only in the film for about a minute <laughs> and it's barely kind of there. And it's really weird because, you know, it feels like it's a more important song, um, it, particularly particularly kind of the storyline with Aura. It kind of feels like it, it's meant to be saying something about her rather, rather than kind of as it is. It's just a very brief kind of interlude. Um, you know, before Prince kind of wakes up. Um, to be honest, Graffiti Bridge, I saw it once, and that had to be at least like five or six years ago. But, <laughs> and I, I go back to clips of it, and I was thinking, have I ever seen the clip of the question of you? Like right before I, you know, doing my little like pre, like listen to the song once or twice, just so I can have it fresh in my head for this. And I was like, I don't remember the clip for the question of you. So I guess that solves my, my question. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's kind of barely in the film it's a pity because like you know i feel like it really should have a you know a kind of high, a higher place in the in the film um but you know uh at least it appears in the film you know like um can't stop this feeling i've got doesn't even appear so, yeah <laughs> so at least it gets like a brief appearance in in the film at, at least um you know but you know let's talk about this guitar solo because i feel like that's kind of you know like the lyrics there's barely any lyrics there you know and you you know the, the kind of what Prince is asking. You know, if he, if he sells his soul, what's the cost? Um, you know, must I become naked? I mean, I feel like that could be in any Prince song, <laughs> yeah, because that seems to be the eternal question that he's asking everybody: is must I become naked? Um, and you know, he says that all of the questions in his life will be answered. Um, you know, and and that asks, what is the answer to the question of you? And, um, you know, I mean, he doesn't really ever kind of answer that. But instead, he just goes into this great guitar solo. Yes. Um, you know, which which starts out kind of mimicking the main melody line and then kind of builds on that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's just it's just a really good solo. What do you feel about the solo? I think it? the solo makes the song like I, I love how Prince kind of builds up to something and there's songs like that. I love like forever in my life, which I feel like he builds up for something. And then, like, it kind of, like, fades out. But this one, it, like, builds up to something, and we get his something. We get his finale, his, his, the, his climax for a good Prince word to use when describing that. So I, I really like the solo. And um, watch the live version of this, the live music video, because that's pretty much what the music video is. It just it looks like it's straight live from the nude tour, which he was doing in the in 1990 and maybe a bit in 91 yeah and um it's it's just crazy how he can get straight off the piano 
and go to a guitar and just (laughs) (laughs) hit it that fast without skipping any beats or looking confused for a second. It's it's really fun because he's like at the piano for the start of the song. And then basically once he runs out of lyrics, he does kind of use the piano almost like a stepping stone to kind of get to yeah. where he needs to be to play the guitar solo. And like you say, yeah, as he goes, you know, off unseen, a guitar tech just kind of hands him a guitar and he's instantly kind of, you know, on top of... Um, I mean, I think he's not exactly on top of the piano, but he's a little further along on a stage and then he just plays this solo. Um, and unusually, this, the, the um, you know, the guitar he's using is the um, is like the, the kind of more jagged kind of like white version um of um i mean in the film you the, you have um uh, i think it's levi playing the bass and it's the black version which is also featured in some of the batman videos um and prince has kind of got this white guitar um that he's playing and then in the video he then starts kind of pole dancing towards the end yeah um there's like this this kind of like pole that he just kind of jumps on and starts kind of going around <laughs> right after he finishes the solo um, and then you know he does some splits here and there you know as as is as his prince's one yeah but yeah no it's it's a it's it's kind of it's a really fun performance because um you know this is one of those songs where you feel like prince has written it so that he can leave space to vamp um so like the guitar solo it's like well he'll play the guitar solo but if he wants to go a bit longer on that then he can um, yeah and then it also you know towards the end of the song it just has the kind of the bass and the drum kind of just repeated over and over again and then prince kind of you know clapping along as he's on the song yeah. uh, you know it kind of gives him the play you know the opportunity to kind of do some dancing there. It, this kind of in my opinion is kind of like the in the tradition of how he performs like do me baby live where he leaves that end part just so he can mess around with all the vocals and do whatever ad libs he wants which is fantastic and also he performed that on the nude tour well the question of you he kind of does does that but with the guitar and just does whatever he wants with that and leaves his space so yeah that's what i would compare that like little end part to you know when he just decides to just keep going until he wants to stop and that's cool because yeah i think it's i mean it's not unusual for some prince songs where they seem to have like a little section built for prince so that when it goes live it almost in his head he's like well i'll just do a small fade out or something in the studio but once i do this live then there's a scope there for him to kind of, you know, go as long as he really wants, um, you know. And there, there was a, a kind of a, a live version that was done a few years later, one of the MPG kind of um, uh, radio shows, and that went on for like six minutes and, and, you know, and there was another one that went on for about ten minutes. So, yeah. you know, obviously, you know, when he, when, he, when he wanted to, he could just keep on kind of, um, you know, uh, kind of going live, and you're and you're right. The video is from the um, is from the nude tour. It was actually uh, from the thirty first of August, nineteen ninety. So basically, eleven days kind of after the album had been released. <laughs> oh wow! Uh, and it was from a performance in in Tokyo, um, at the Tokyo Dome. Uh, so and that is a big venue to fill. The Tokyo oh wow! Dome. Yeah, you know that is so. Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, I think that this is a song that really kind of lives in the production. You know, like. Uh, you know, the drums, you know, the occasional claps, like the guitar solo. Um, the lyrics themselves aren't, you know, aren't a huge amount. Um, but the kind of the rest of the song, you know, it's really one of my favorite songs on Graffiti Bridge. Yeah, um, I'm going to have to agree with that. You know, for me, yeah, I, I had to say, for me, a clear five out of five. Um, you know, I, I think maybe some people would have liked it to be a little bit longer or, you know, maybe a bit more something substantial for the lyrics. 
but I feel like, you know, it's the music that really sells this song to me. Yes. Um, you know, and even if Prince is talking about, you know, shall I remain upright or get down and crawl, which is, you know, that's done in a kind of the falsetto version with, you know, some backing with Prince kind of doing the in the background. You know, so even the vocals, there's kind of like interesting little things that he's doing. But um, yeah, just a, a clear five out of five. Just one of my favorite songs. Graffiti Bridge, the album, to me, feels so almost lopsided where I feel like half of it or three fourths of it is like some of the best work Prince has ever done. While the other section is kind of the first time I really felt like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to listen to still um, to Graffiti Bridge, the song on my free time i'll listen to it in the, the thing of the album but maybe not yeah but this was in my opinion one of the definite standouts from graffiti bridge and yeah. i always found it interesting is that my favorite songs on here were songs that he started like composing or like had rough drafts of in like 85 or 86 or 87 or 88 like joint repetition or can't stop feeling like God or elephants yeah. of flowers. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not one of those people that submit to the idea of um, 1980 to 1987. That's that's when Prince did the good stuff because I definitely think yeah. he had lots of different paints and different ideas that he successfully has executed into really really good um, music and art in the 90s and the 2000s. But um, we definitely see some peak Prince on graffiti bridge and the question of you is five out of five peak prince now obviously uh, prince you know like we said there was a performance of this from the new tour um and he he then kind of didn't really perform it until it got to the end of the 2000 like 90s and start of the 2000s and then he kind of regularly kind of put it back onto the set list um uh, but then you know for the final kind of four or five tours it became part of a kind of medley with the with the one uh, which is a song that I probably won't be talking about because it was by the New Power Generation yeah. and not by Prince. Um, you know, so technically speaking, it's not really a Prince song, but, um, you know, so, and, and the thing is, um, the one does kind of fit in with the atmosphere of Question of You. Like, I would say they're kind of very similar songs. And, you know, as discussed, the one has a kind of, uh, a kind of Middle Eastern influence um, on it and, and, um, and, you know, also has some very nice kind of Claire Fisher strings. Um, so I can understand how Prince would be able to kind of put those two songs together, um, you know, and I feel like it should go with that saying, but I wasn't able to find any kind of cover versions of uh, of Question of You. Um, you know, it just kind of remains one of those, you know, kind of uh, Prince album tracks. Uh, and I also think that kind of Graffiti Bridge is, you know, kind of overlooked in that it's, you know, kind of it's before Prince kind of wiped the slate clean and started with the new power generation. Um, and it comes from this film that is kind of, you know, very kind of critically maligned. Yeah. And, you know, so there's it feels like a lot of this, you know, uh, post kind of Batman, uh, pre, you know, um, Diamonds and Pearls, this kind of little period here, um, it kind of feels really weird because it's like people don't really seem to remember what Prince was doing um, before he kind of made a comeback with a new power generation. Um, and obviously, you know, people also kind of dismiss a lot of the stuff off Batman as well. Um, so it almost feels like after Love Sexy, there's this kind of little gap before people kind of remember what Prince was doing. Yes. And I, I feel like that's probably why this song might possibly get overlooked by uh, by some people. And I think another um, big reason for this is, at least in the United States, I think either one of the biggest songs on here 
was um, on the Graffiti Bridge album in the United States. It wasn't even a Prince song. It was the Tevin Campbell song that Prince wrote for him, Round and Round. Yeah. So I don't know if I wasn't alive at the time to tell you the atmosphere, but I always <laughs> felt that <laughs> maybe um, the success of Tevin Campbell was kind of diluting Graffiti Bridge. I don't know if that's true at all. It kind yeah. of was overshadowed. I mean, the album itself only really had two singles, which was Thieves in the Temple, uh, which was released like months ahead of the the album yeah. and the film, um, and then New Power Generation, which you know, um, with the B side of New Power Generation Part Two, um, which was kind of just released almost as an afterthought um, after the film had kind of failed. And yeah, like you say, Round and Round was kind of a really big hit, um, and kind of almost did overshadow what Prince was doing at the time. Uh, but I mean, Thieves in the Temple was a was a, yeah, was... You know, a relatively big hit. But again, you know, we're kind of in terms of like the overall music scene, you're at the point where grunge is about to break. And I feel like that kind of overshadowed a lot of stuff. Um, you know, even though Prince had successes while grunge was, you know, quite big between, you know, like 91 to 94. It does feel like Prince kind of loses his way a little bit. Yeah. Um, particularly with Graffiti Bridge being so sprawling an album. You know, there's there's tracks by the time and. Mavis Staples yeah. and George Clinton and, and it just doesn't feel like Prince is kind of, you know, if you'd have diluted it down and kind of maybe just had an album that was all Prince songs and maybe, you know, had a, a side project that had all the other stuff on, uh, then maybe the album would have been a bit more remembered. But as it is, it feels like one of those that kind of gets overlooked. Uh, though fortunately this time, nothing was nominated for a Razzie from this um, album in terms of the song oh, yeah um, only Pr- only prince is a writer and director oh yeah um, <laughs> for some reason under the cherry moon uh, love or money was nominated for a razzie oh, yeah and i never quite understood i that. think it actually i remember i'm pretty sure it won the razzie over the song from howard the duck which is like just goes howard <laughs> the duck and i'm like <laughs> yeah and my friends used to That's tease me on that because we watched the Howard the Duck movie as a joke because they were big like comic book fans and we always heard it was terrible. So we watched Howard the Duck and then we looked up and online and they were like, hey, look, you're like idle prince. Um, wrote a song <laughs> worse than the one in Howard the Duck. And I was like, I hate you guys. <laughs> yeah, at least Graffiti Bridge kind of wasn't musically seen as, you know, a, a Razzie nominee. Yes. Um, it was only a Razzie nominee from the point of view of acting and directing and writing and, and performances. Uh, so is <laughs> my from an unbiased I'm, I'm a biased opinion but if i were trying to be unbiased i, I could see why there were <laughs> there were some weird parts i i remember like the one time i watched the movie a part that stuck out to me is like they felt like they didn't even hire extras for like the scenes where they're performing in clubs it felt like so empty and i think they even made like a joke about that they're like hey where's all the people and then they do some like cheap joke and i'm like um you guys definitely that's couldn't. a deliberate storyline element though. oh that it's is the, the prince can't bring in oh the, okay yeah, he can't bring in the crowd all right that makes more sense now <laughs> i i barely remember that movie but that scene is in my head where i was just like huh, i wonder where yeah everyone is so thank you yeah i mean that was deliberate. Okay. that was a deliberate thing alec they did that deliberately it wasn't just cost cutting or anything like that um it wasn't convenient the prince wrote a storyline into his own film where the club had to be empty okay i mean you know <laughs> all right that makes me happier now okay well i feel like we said as much about question of you as we possibly could all right yeah um 
So let's go to any plugs. Do you have anything you wish to plug? My Twitter handle is AlecRainer98, and it's always a pleasure to be on here. Lots of great fun talking about Prince. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, at PrinceTrapByTrack at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest. No problem. Have a great one. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye-bye. Generation have just taken control. Oh.